Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I'm Chiz Chisholm. I'm Chiz Chisholm. I'm Chiz Chisholm. I'm Chiz Chisholm. That's great. I'm Chiz Chisholm. I'm Chiz Chisholm. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. That's great. Yeah, ciao, fudgebaggers, and welcome to the final episode of Christmas with Pure Boys podcast. I'm Adam and Christmas Chiz, and I'm Steve with a capital C. And a Merry Christmas Chiz to you, Steve, even though it's after Christmas at this point. It is after Christmas. Nobody wants to hear anything about Christmas right now. Mm-hmm. People are really just kind of getting over Boxing Day and all the celebrations that that entails. So we're sorry. We're sorry. Hey, get your Valentine's decorations out. It's time to start preparing for the Festival of Love, a.k.a. our two-year anniversary. Hey, that's great to hear. I, I love anniversaries. And I love celebrating them at Papa John's Pizza. <laughs> Can't wait to see what Kendrick Brothers movie we watch at Papa John's Pizza this Valentine's Day. Oh, man, if only we could get them to sponsor this show and we could do, like, a live recording from a Papa John's. <sighs> I mean, slam dunk. I mean, we, we probably could do just do it. Like, if we talk to the owner of a franchise location and we're like, hey, we want to record a podcast in your Papa John's. Is that okay? He would go, I mean, I guess. I don't really care. But we will explicitly tell him that we will be bothering the staff and making their lives more yeah. difficult. We will be trying to get in the back and make pizzas ourselves. Yeah, and very annoyingly. Not, like, politely or, like, ask for a section for ourselves or anything. No. But we will do it live to tape. Oh, yeah. Better ingredients, better podcasting. That's our motto. That should be our Why isn't that our yeah. motto? Yeah, yeah. Better ingredients, That's better podcasting. That's the tagline. Yeah. We're, we're finding little chunks of chunks uh, throughout recording this podcast and through this journey mm-hmm. and they things evolve and change and now that's us as they should you know just because something was done the same way for 50 years doesn't mean that it can't evolve and change right so why can't we name the show or make our tagline better ingredients better podcasting i don't see any reason why not it was we love you and that's still true that hasn't changed but you know mix it up it's changed a li- little, though. I don't know if I love all of them as much now as I did then. Well, now, I mean, right now the motto should be, we love you, please. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't that's changed That's also that. there. Hey, and speaking of that, we should start off by doing the pure boy's prayer. Slap. God, God bless our podcast, please. God, God bless all podcasts, please. We, we love, love you, you please. please. Amen. Amen. Right, we love you, and we love Christ, and we love Christmas. Oh, and Christmas with a capital fucking C right in your face, bud. Fucking A. <laughs> Before the episode, we were chatting a bit, and we were cursing up a storm. I said, let's get all our fucks out now so we don't bring them to the show. But now we've said it three times, and the fucking wheels are off. Well, this... Uh, movie just brings it out of you. There's a lot of not cursing, but you you can tell they want to curse at each other. Oh yeah, you can tell that the Baldwin that's in this it just is so hungover every day and is like, I don't want to fucking be here. I just want to <laughs> be doing something else. I don't know. I need to get some sleep. Can we take a second and just say that's a pretty good Baldwin impression? 
That's a great Baldwin impression. Thank Which you. one? You'll find out soon. I, I I don't know. I still don't know. I missed his name in the credits, and then I went, ooh, I don't know which Baldwin this is. It's one of them. It's not Alec, I'll tell you that much, but it's one of the Baldwins. He sounds like one Baldwin, but looks like another Baldwin, or all of them combined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's just true for all the Baldwins. They all look and sound the same, except Alec got slightly better face jeans. Oh, yeah, his face jeans are unreal. He probably paid for those space jeans from Artemis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the space shuttle off to the moon. Oh, man, that's going to happen any minute. Any day now, any day. You you wait and see, <laughs> Christian America. Oh, man, this this movie is so filled with alphaness and just <laughs> two big dogs going at each other. You know, looking at the poster for this movie, I was like, are both of these men Baldwins? They both one of them for sure is a Baldwin, but the other one looks like he could be a Baldwin cousin or something like that. I don't know what his name is. Uh, I think his name is Artemis. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Artemis Gordon from Wild Wild West from New Noon West? Mr. Ted McGinley. Ted <laughs> Cool name, Ted McGinley. No wonder you became a Hollywood star. I think it's fine. I don't <laughs> think we need to rag on him for having a last name no, and we a do. first name that sparks joy. We already have a John C. Riley. We already have a John McGinley, right? Isn't yeah. that the guy from Wild Hogs? Is John McGinley? No, I think you're thinking of Ted McGinley. No, I'm thinking of the cop from Wild Hogs who wants to bang the Wild Hogs. <laughs> I I would need to see the movie again. No, and you, I can't. You've seen it five times in theaters. You can't, like, how do you not remember every aspect of it? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I guess I just don't have a brain. Oh, you know, you have a brain. Oh, maybe I'll be a real boy. Well, maybe when we watch Wild Hogs on this podcast, we can uh, really <laughs> dig into the meat and potatoes of it. If you see us reviewing Wild Hogs, you know it's the end. Yeah, that'll be the very last episode of Pure Boys because we made a blood yeah. pact with each other in that we would see Wild Hogs as many times in theaters as we could and then after that we would never be allowed to watch it again. So if we do watch it again, you know something's gone terribly wrong in our lives. Although I think I bought you it on DVD for Christmas or your birthday one year. I definitely have the DVD downstairs. Mm -hmm. It's in my safe <laughs> and it will get opened when uh, the world is coming to an end. Mm, it's in your will and uh, your cats will inherit it one day. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. <laughs> and they'll watch it immediately. They don't care. They didn't make a pact. Well, I'm not going to die before cats have the ability to put DVDs into DVD players. And that's a stance I'll die. Wow, on. that's a bold prediction. We'll see if that comes true. I mean, out of all the animals, dogs and cats are going to evolve to attain speech and opposable thumbs. It's like they're just around us too much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, there's already videos of dogs saying I love you and stuff like that, doing the pure boy's prayer. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's not unreasonable to think that a, you could teach a dog or cat to talk. And Hoops knows what happens when we fall asleep. Right? At night. Yeah. I've seen The Secret Life of Pets. I haven't, but I've been to Universal Studios, and it's all over that place. Yeah, I've heard of The Secret Life of Pets. Mm -hmm. There's that. Oh, you know what's... I mean, we talked about this for hours off air, but I'll tell you one thing. At Universal Studios, they love Despicable Me, or Detestable Moi, if you're French. Detestable Moi? 
Mm-hmm. That's, That's the, good. I, I like that a lot. It's better, right? Yeah. Like I saw, I was at a movie theater and I saw they had like it's when Detestable Moitois was out and they had like like popcorn buckets that said Detestable Moitois. And I was like, "That's a way better name." Oh my god! Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue like silky gravy. Mm-hmm. It's weird to think that Detestable Me Three also works the same way as Detestable Moitois. It's just yeah. weird how those three, like, they both work. They both rhyme. It's weird. Well, there's this ever struggle to uh, dominate the language. Like, is English better? Is Mandarin better? We should just combine yes. every language and pick the best. Oh, take Obviously, the... we call this movie Despicable Moitois. Detestable Moitois, yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's And uh... we probably keep a bunch of other words in English. Yeah, we should. Like, fucking shit. Like, there's lots of good yes. English words. Yeah, yeah, cunt. Yeah, cunt with a capital C. Yeah. <laughs> there's lots of great words in English is what we're trying to say here. But, like, we already do that in a, in a certain sense, right? Like, how many times do I call you bubby or tell you that you're a mensch? Well, those are Yiddish words, right? So that's aping from another language. I, I wholeheartedly agree, but I want to force it. I want to cram it all together now. <laughs> Whenever someone does something nice to me, I bow and I go, Arigato gozaimasu, and they go, come on, man. That's a yeah, bad look for you. We should definitely keep that, though. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a cultural appropriation type situation, but let's culturally appropriate everything. But I think that if you took the bow out, it would be not cultural appropriation. If you're just saying, oh, arigato gozaimasu, and you're taking your coffee, well, then that's fine. But if you're bowing deep so that you show reverence, that feels a little insensitive. I think what we really have to stop is people doing stuff with their eyes. So maybe, like, <laughs> you have to have a blank eye when you're bowing. You have to have a blank eye? Yeah, like, no, like, sneaky, weird, like, <laughs> eyebrow stuff. <laughs> that's, that's where you get into trouble. That is... <laughs> Yeah, that's where you're dabbling into James Bond getting a, a, you know, becoming a Japanese man territory. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Oh, thanks, Junichiro. It's great. That you only live like twice. He's eyes the... neutral. Well, he didn't. But he, I mean, he, he, he did get surgery to make himself look more Japanese in that movie, which is buck wild. And also, what, did he just get surgery to make him look like James Bond again? Fine. You have surgery to make you look anything, especially in the seventies. Oh, in the seventies, everyone knew what Japanese was. Look at these. That's good. That's good podcasting. That's good pod for the last podcast of the year. That's good podcasting. <laughs> it's gonna give us at least twenty subscribers on YouTube. Oh, as it should. Oh, hey, brother, we passed the three hundred mark on YouTube. I know. I almost not. I was so stoked about that. I mean, we're, it's it's a sl- but it's a slow but steady growth on YouTube. Yeah, the first year we got like 69 uh, nice. subscribers. Next year we got up to 300. Next year the world. No, next year the world. Did yeah. now is that translating into money? No, of course it's not. Uh-uh. But we don't want money. <laughs> well, we don't. Hey, we don't. If you're if you're thinking of uh uh you know like sponsoring the show, just know we don't want your money. We'll promote your products, but we don't want your money. He's got I me. really want money. I don't want money. I'm not using reverse psychology. I'm yeah, we are winking at each other though, so a lot. Oh yeah. Well, always. Yeah, always. Well, that's because I love you, bro. Now you know what yeah, I take, we love you. I take that back. I don't love you, bro. I love you. 
Yeah, I love you too. Good. You should. Yeah. I yeah. De- I deserve it. <laughs> What's the number people can call and leave us voicemails? Do we have that? Uh 669-6969. Oh, thank you. Tell you tell us you love us. Go to speakpipe.com/pureboys. <laughs> I think. Don't quote us on that. <laughs> <laughs> or just go to our link tree, link.tree slash pureboys, or just do whatever the I don't care what you do. Do whatever you want. I feel like Linktree doesn't work. Sorry for the shade link tree, but when people say <laughs> see a link tree, oh, you're link, killing us they're here. like they get all flustered. They don't know what to do. They think it's a scam or something. That's true. It is. It, it does seem like a scam. But also, like, how else am I supposed to promote my OnlyFans on Twitter? I can't post an OnlyFans link in our Twitter bio. I have to post a Linktree link that then links to a list that includes our OnlyFans link. That's all. It's simple. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. explaining it Thank for you. everyone. I mean, we have an OnlyFans. We don't do anything with it, but maybe one day we will. Well, Yiz is on the back burner. I don't want to take pictures of my feet, so I think we're at a standstill. I mean, could we just, like, take pictures of penises from online and just post them on there? We could probably go to, like, a grocery store and just, like, ask the human race. Hmm. Hey, that's an interesting project. Just asking dudes if we could take pictures of their penises. Feet. (laughs) Oh, feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're on the same page. We'll go into the public washroom at the grocery store that yeah, they all have. Of course, we'll yeah. We'll decorate it very nicely. We'll put up a very b- good backdrop, maybe like a like a picture of somebody's feet for inspiration. <laughs> sure. And then we'll we'll sneak them in there or shove them in there somehow, mm-hmm. and we'll get them to let us take pictures of their feet. A knife just gently pushed, just poked into the back is a great way to motivate anyone to do anything or go anywhere. Yeah. You can't have enough knives, and they definitely should be poking out of the wall like somebody's stabbing from the other side. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that in this movie, when they went to the lawyer's office, like, the one guy just had a knife? Like, the one, like, uh, the the brother, the stupid brother, he just had a knife open in front of him on the table, and it's never addressed or anything. There's just a knife there. I. For his character, it makes a lot of sense. Did I clock it? No. Be- because it was so well done, I think. You know what? You're absolutely right. And that's, I mean, that's just, that's the case with this movie. It's so well done. So, but it's so well done. Before we get into this movie, I have a very important question to ask you about another movie. And yeah. that is, whomst was the Bagger Vance of Wish for Christmas? Oh, man, I'm glad I looked up what we did last uh, before this episode, because I would have been lost as hell. I mean, this one's an easy one for me, because Bill Ingvall, you sexy motherfucker, I thought that you were the Baker Vance of this movie. Now, Adam, oops, do you think was the Baker Vance of Wish or Christ? Well, thank you so much for asking. Uh, To me, the Beggar Vance of Wish for Christmas was Bill Angval, you sexy motherfucker. Uh, Nothing better than a homeless Santa sleeping on a bench in a public square making everyone sad. And we've all seen it. It's been done to death, but he does it so expertly. I mean, I have a story about a homeless Santa, like a legitimate story. Okay. Yeah.
beautiful music. It is. Bagger Vance. It's great. Maybe this is John Williams? I don't think it is. Yeah, it's John Williams. Oh, yeah. When you go to the John Williams, like, uh, hey, we're going to play all the themes from his show with the orchestra, they always start with Bagger Vance. Well, the crowd's in a frenzy. Oh, yeah. For Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So, when I was living in Vancouver, uh, one day I was out on, it was like 5 a.m. in the morning, and I was sitting out on my patio, on my deck, smoking a joint. And a homeless man was walking up the street pushing a shopping cart. He was dressed as Santa Claus. This was around Christmas time. He was walking up the street, and a, and a young man was walking the other way down the street. And when they passed, the young guy said, Good morning, Santa. And the, and the homeless guy went, ah, yeah, yeah. And then they just parted ways, and that was that. It was beautiful. Oh, that's gorgeous. Was it Bill Ingballs? It was. And oh. I laughed and laughed and laughed. He's very jokey. He is. He is. He's sad. Well... Yeah. That's what being Santa's all about. A sad clown. Hey, that's what Christmas means to me, my love. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, what... And you told it. What are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Um, The one with the reindeer. Grandma got um, over by a reindeer, yeah. Baker Vance. <laughs> classic. Um, Every... Drummer Boy, always a classic. Oh, of course. Come, they told me. Yeah. I think I like Drummer Boy the most because so many people hate it. <laughs> well, it... <laughs> sure, it's got all the elements of a good Christmas song. Drums, boys, pa-rum-pa-pum-pums. Yeah, like big hats. What is that? <laughs> yeah, you open the television, there's a little Drummer Boy there. Yeah. Driven away, what is that? <laughs> Those are all hits. Those are all good ones, yeah. Why do you love Little Drummer Boy so much? Honestly, because my wife hates it, and that brings me joy. Is, <laughs> is, there, uh, is there an iconic recording of it that you like? Like, did Bing Crosby do it or something like that? Or Whichever is the slowest and yeah. the most boring. Like, the one that draws out the pa-rum-pa-pum-pums and the, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the most. Yeah, yeah, I get you. As slow as it can go. What's your favorite song of Christmas? Uh, probably Little Drummer Boy, of course, yeah. Uh, the song from the uh, Man from the Beatles is a good one. Which one? There's uh, a few. There, so the Beatles boys have done a few Christmas songs. You'll have to be more yeah, specific. But he left the Beatles and he became a man. They all did that. No, but some people stayed in the Beatles. No, no, no. They I all feel left. like Ringo is nah, stuck well, in the Beatles for him. Yeah, it's still a part of the Beatles. That's true, yeah. And then the other two are dead, and then there's one left. Yeah, the uh, Paul. Paul Paul McCartney. Yeah. His Christmas song with uh, Wings? I don't know what song. What, how, what's did. his Christmas song? I feel like I know it, and I feel like people hate that song too, actually. Oh, yeah. Feed the world is good. That's a good one. Yeah, let them know yeah. it's Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. I did in in uh, high school. We had to make like a music video, and that's the song that I chose to make a music video for. <laughs> and it was great. It was very dumb, and I loved it. <laughs> it wasn't Christmas time, but that's just a banger. It's a banger. You could sing it at any time. You could probably like just switch out the words with turkey oh, and yeah. whatever. Do those dumb, poor little Africans even know it's Christmas time? Do they even know? Do they even care? At all? At all. Feed the world, all right? (laughs) Come on. Wonderful Christmas. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I like that song. I, I like know, it too. A lot of people hate it, but uh, I think it slaps. I think people just, like, love to dump on McCartney sometimes. Like, he yeah, he wrote simple songs, but they're good songs. It's, you know. Yeah, so much so that they've, like, painted his face in their toilets. and They just love dumping all over <laughs> And they go, simply having a smelly <laughs> Christmas time, Paul. What do you think of that? There's an odd amount of people that do that. Yeah, open up and say ah. <laughs> a lot of Japanese toilets are very fancy and come <laughs> with his face at the bottom. <laughs> you can't dispute it. You can't. It's a true fact. It's a true fact. Japanese have fancy toilets and the rest is, you know, you can't verify or deny. <laughs> I, I'm going to give a shout out to Dane Cook right now for his bit about a talking toilet that likes eating shit. It's the it's a very funny bit. Dane Cook, uh, you you are funny on that first album you put out. You're very funny. And a lot of poop looks looks like food. <laughs> yeah, well, some of it. I mean, <laughs> the corn. You could say it's all the same and the in rest? here. And the rest. <laughs> it all looks like chocolate mousse. Yeah, to me. Oh yeah, that's what chocolate mousse is to me, my love chocolate where it counts <laughs> just like stanley tucci yeah hey that's nice that is nice yeah god i wish the tucci made some christmas movies uh, well. uh he's too focused on italian food that's he's true. done like he's not gonna come out with anything new i i mean i'd love for him to be back to return to the transformers franchise that'd be nice now there's a new Transformers movie coming out, so you might have your wish. Oh, I hope the Tooch is in it. That would be awesome if you showed up in it just to drink Chinese milk. Thank you. Thank you, China, for your milk. The China's milk? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Big, like, at least two Transformers movies have long discussions about Chinese milk in them. Huh. Yeah. That's something. Uh, do they ever, like veer off into cereal or like no, other things no. that you can do with milk like no. chocolate milk ken jong drinks a, a carton of chinese milk and stanley tucci drinks a carton of chinese milk in two separate transformers movies i love it stop the presses have you had a chocolate milk recently yes yeah there's a local uh <laughs> distillery i don't know what you'd call it bodega milkery out here that does a really good chocolate milk in a glass bottle oh Shut your lips. Well, that sounds delicious. a lot better than what I get. But, like, I had a chocolate milk for the first time in years, and, man, it hits the spot. Dairyland, I'm assuming? Yeah, Dairyland. No, Dairyland's good. That's that's right up there. That's one of some of the best chocolate milk a man can get. I think it was actually Beatrice, and Yuck. it might have been better. Not possible. Beatrice. Beatrice better. Garbage milk. Comes out Look, of a... we could go off on garbage milk all day, but I... I would really encourage anybody out there who hasn't had chocolate milk in a while, treat yourself, baby. As far as I'm concerned, Beatrice milk comes out of a cow's ass. I've moved on from that topic. <laughs> I've tried to settle everybody down. Yeah. But, uh, well, you just want to bring up the flames. If you're if you're drinking Beatrice milk, you might as well be sucking on a cow's butthole. That's what I say. F you. Yeah. That's what Christmas means to me, my love. Did you ever do Nesquik? Oh, yeah, all the time. Sure. The syrup? Yeah. that's My family yeah. was, like, lower middle class. Of course we drank Nesquik like crazy. Yeah, and then you'd sneak it out of the cupboard and, like, eat it straight like uh -huh. a little bad boy or good. girl. It was good like that. Or or they, any Stars and Stripes yeah. can drink they chocolate did. milk syrup, yeah. And you know what the best part about the Nesquik syrup was? When you'd have a little scoop of 
the cheapest brand of vanilla ice cream you can get, and you put a little splash of that on there, and it's delicious. Why pay overages on, like, specific syrups for ice cream when you can just use the Nesquik? Yeah. And then, like, you know, you get, like, the strawberry one. You go, like, this isn't as good. And so it sits in the cupboard for a long time, and, like, eventually you're just like, I get, well, just eat it. Just eat the damn thing to get it out of the cupboard. And then you're eating yeah. a lot of, you know, strawberry milk, and, ugh, it's so gross. Eat the damn thing. Our refrigerators should give us more instructions like that in, like, text form. Yeah, eat the damn thing. Yeah, eat the damn thing. Hey, you. That's a good line. Hey, you. You see that uh, box of baking powder in the back of your fridge? Eat the damn eat thing. Eat the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're bullying me. Yeah, but that. where do you think all the flavor from the food goes when it's in the refrigerator? It goes <sighs> into the soda. Wow. That's a really good point. It does absorb all the flavors of the food in the fridge, so it's like eating a cornucopia. Yeah. This does not explicitly represent the views of the Pure Boy Podcast, and you shouldn't eat a bunch of random powder in your refrigerator. You blah blah blah. No, you should. You should. We that our actual stance is that you should eat the box of baking soda in the back of your fridge. You should eat the damn. I, thing. I disagree. You may dead after that. I mean, you may dead, but you may have the best meal of your life. So, yeah. which is it? it? It's like one of those like everlasting gobstoppers that tastes like a turkey dinner, but in powder form. <laughs> If that existed, you better believe I wouldn't eat it. I would. I don't like. Definitely. I don't like hard candy. My teeth are old. I don't. I'm not a big. I don't like jawbreakers. Any of that kind of nonsense. You gotta suck them more. Chewing is a young man's game. You gotta <sighs> suck more. Oh my god! On a recent Fiveser. Hey, hey, everyone! I started Fiveser. By the way, I'm doing Fiveser myself. Uh, but on a recent Fiveser, there was a line from Roz where she was eating chocolate covered raisins, and she went. She was not enjoying it. She went, oh, fine. I guess I'll just suck the chocolate off. And I was like, boing. That's a big turn on, Roz. Why? Why did that happen? Yeah, the, the, that line must have been a struggle in the writer's room. I know, right? Because they were all just too busy jaying off when they said it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just picturing Roz saying that. Roz and bras. Oh, yeah. Roz dog. It's <laughs> good. Well. It's all good. As far as I've seen, they haven't called her Raw's Dog yet. But I mean, there's Bulldog. I mean, they should. There's Bulldog and Raw's Dog. Yeah, it's got to be a poster, or a T-shirt, or a tattoo, or something. <sighs> I'd love to get a tattoo of them standing back to back with their arms crossed. Oh my god. Oh, sure. Even better. Yeah. Oh, uh, arms crossed is classic. Too. No, no, I mean, I, no. I, I prefer. I think you're right. I think hands clasped. Uh, here's the church. Here's the steeple style with the steeple up. That's that's a nice look. Yeah, suspenders on both of them. Oh, oh I god. love a good suspender. Oh my god, I should start wearing suspenders. Yeah, yeah. Well. Suspend this. Hey, phew, wow, watch yourself. Hey, are you ready to get to everyone's favorite segment finally? Yeah, finally. The Kevin Sorbo Tweet of the Week. Kevin. Well, I pulled. I did my usual uh, routine. I put. Um, K-Sorbs right in my search bar and brought up Twitter and the first thing I see is this lovely tweet that he pushed out at 3.17pm this is like a, a late afternoon dump dog Ugh, are you okay Kevin? that's not healthy yeah, are you okay dog? Yeah. this has got to be like the third or fourth trip to the lavatory this day mm -hmm. yeah did you look but and see how many other times he tweeted that day? A hundred. Oh, my God. And it, it's God. all the same thing. 
I'm having diarrhea. Help me, I'm having <laughs> diarrhea. And that's the words between the words, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What he's, he's tweeting not explicitly it. saying no. that, but that's that's what he means. <laughs> what he says, disband the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> On December seventh, twenty twenty-two. <laughs> wow. Wow, Kevin. Powerful stuff. <laughs> Drawing a line in the sand. Let's see. I I assume that somebody from the CIA is in contact with Kevin Sorbo and they're yeah. trying to take down the FBI. Yeah, he's deep state. Oh yeah, Kev's, Kevin Sorbo's is, is is a deep deep deep, deep. state. Oh my god. Chocolate. Deep as you go. Deep, deep yeah. as you go, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you go. Wow, Kevin, what a statement! What a stance to take. Disband the if. Like, I'm assuming they're investigating Trump or something. I don't like. I don't really know what's going on right now. Uh, yeah. But I'm. That's probably what it is, right? Like, they're invest. The, the walls are closing in on Trump and his cronies. And Kevin Sorbo's like, the only way out of this is to disband the FBI. Well, they're trying to prevent Armageddon, and right. we all know Kevin Sorbo and like wants Armageddon, so mm. there's a push and pull. Well, it's like when there was that big, big red wave during the midterm elections that swept the nation, and then afterwards Republicans were like, hey, we should raise the voting age. We shouldn't let Gen Z vote. We should raise it to like 25 or something, right? Those kids don't know what they're doing. They might vote yeah. us out of office. They're redrawing the district maps, just like in Mighty Ducks uh, 1. Hey, that's very true. Yeah, wow. Everything relates back to Mighty Ducks. It really does. And Austin Powers. Those two movies really encapsulate human gut. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you know, you might say that Kevin has uh, a little bit of diarrhea. (laughs) Good stuff. A whittle, yeah. Yeah, A whittle. Well, good luck, Kevin. Yeah, I think he's got it. I like, think he's going to do it. I think he's going to run for president. Now that there's, like, real ownership of Twitter and not a, all this gatekeeping, we're going to finally see the true Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, oh, mask off, baby. I can't wait for West Sorbo 2024. That's going to be a hell of a ticket. Call me porn, yeah. Oh, well, not anymore. He's, he's in Texas. Yeah, they're going to, like put california into the ocean and it'll connect with hawaii and then you know and then become the third largest country in terms of financial success in the world which it currently is if you looked at their gdp and other words 30 hundred million people in california 30 hundred million yep 30 hundred million people see it my way now all right Hey, uh, let's go, let's God. Let's get into Christmas with a capital C, a.k.a. Don't Trust the C in Apartment 23. Hey! <laughs> hey, cunt! <laughs> you definitely have to bleep some of that. I'll I'll bleep the U. I'll bleep yeah. the uh in uh. it. Yeah, of course. That's, I'll put the... My favorite thing to do when censoring the show is putting the thinnest sliver of censor in the middle of the word. Just so it's enough. Yeah, it's censored. Don't even worry about it. Just, But most of the word's still there. Don't worry. Well, it's a, our little wink to you, the listener. We we love you. We're winking right now. We love you, please. We love you, please. Uh, oh, what did you think of Christmas with a capital C? I felt like this... I mean, I kind of expressed my views earlier that I thought this was about two big alpha dogs 
in small town America fighting over Christian freedom. Alaska? Yeah, the Alaska. <laughs> the 49th state. Alaska? Hardly knew ya. Basically, the Canada of America. True, yeah. Those cowards. Well, I, I think this movie starts out beautifully. The title card for A Christmas with a Capital C, the the Christmas red font that everybody knows and loves mm -hmm. and then Soaked transitions in into beautiful mountain vistas well and just the blood drains off the font and then you see the beautiful mountain vista you see the shadow of the airplane they're filming from as they fly over the mountains it's beautiful pure flicks original well, pure flicks original everything is mostly shadows and i i don't think this was a pure flicks original there's no way this had to have been made for modern tv i don't think so i think this is a pure flicks original well it says pure flicks original but i'm reading the lines <laughs> between the lines but i think 20th century fox actually financed it f you <laughs> i guess what i'm the c in apartment 23 all right mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. it's not bad yeah uh yeah. we got i mean okay first of all let's just let's rip the band-aid off did you recognize the brother? Do you know who the brother is in this movie? Well, I did look it up, um, but I I did recognize that he was a very uh, familiar comedic voice that is prominent in the Christian community and pure flick star. John Lovitz. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not John Lovitz. No. It's, it's Mr. Brad Stein. Yeah, it's run-ons Brad Stein. It's Run on. Oh, time. <laughs> it's I I was so happy to see this absolute lunatic on the big screen. Yeah, I it's I think this was the movie that ended his working relationship with David A.R. White. That's my theory because yeah. if you look at his filmography, it goes Marriage Retreat, which I don't remember him in that. Who is he in that? Um I don't know, probably a young boy or something. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, it says he's in there, but I don't, but we also watched Marriage Retreat before Run On, so we didn't really have the context of Brad Stein at the time. But Marriage Retreat, Run On for a long time, Run On, Ducking and Dodging, and then this movie, and then like nothing with Pure Flicks after that. I, I, I have to agree. There's, yeah, you have there's to. Something about his portrayal in this movie. That is a normal character, and, like, he says normal things within the context of the movie. Okay. But something is just completely unhinged in the back of his mind, and you see all of it somehow. Oh, yeah. There's moments where he is, like, unhinged, standing on a table, ranting at people, and then, like, about Christmas and about saying happy holidays as opposed to Merry Christmas, and then... Then there's other times where he's like, hey, coffee shop owner, uh, maybe we could go on a date. And she was like, you were just standing on my table screaming at people about Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays. I don't, I'm not that desperate. I don't want to date the town crazy. And that's who you are, bro. You're the town, you're the mayor's brother, and that's why anyone bothers with your shit. But you're a lunatic. And I, I think that was the intention was to put those two together, but I don't think they ever go on a date mm -hmm. or kiss or smooch or touch each other when he invites her to the christmas pageant she like when he walks in to and then like the coffee shop's closed he comes in though and she's like hey sweetheart how's it going and i was like oh these two are a thing okay but then he's like do you want to come to the christmas pageant and she was like i can maybe come <laughs> i'm like oh, oh <laughs> wait a minute are these, these two are not a thing oh no 
I think that's just her real personality. Like she stopped acting at that moment and was like, I, uh, I can't do this. Right. It's like how Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder actually got married in Bram Stoker's Dracula. She was like, I'm not, if I say yes to this, he's going to think it's a real date and I can't, I can't have that in my world. I need to let that go. Yeah, like, everybody is acting in this movie, but Brad Stein is, like, living in this movie. Yeah. Like, this is his moment to shine. He wants to be, like, the Robin Williams of Christian <gasps> cinema. Wow. That is such a perfect description of Brad Stein. K- kudos. That's amazing, man. Yes. He wants nothing more than to be thought of as the Robin Williams of Christian cinema. God, man, that's... That's really good. And after this, he got no other opportunities to do that. All the rest of his roles are like tiny little roles in nothing movies. So he he really blew it on this one, I guess. Oh, he blew it all over. <laughs> he he is just insane. He's an insane man. He looks like pure evil is in his eyes when he's saying everything. <laughs> that hasn't changed. We've watched some of his stuff that's on YouTube. He's still, he's got he's becoming like an Alex Jones type character where he's just like ranting and right screaming about like, ah, the persecution of the Christians. Like, bud, calm down. Take a deep breath and just don't use it to spit vitriol. I, I searched Brad Stein as I'm sure you did. Always. And the first thing that comes up are YouTube videos that have po- been posted recently. Right. And it's like, this guy wants to be Alex Jones oh, 100%. Yeah. He used to be wa- he used to want to be another person, and now he wants to be Alex Jones. He, 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 it's like the big microphone and the green screen backdrop, and like he's just got everything, but he can't pull that off i guess i guess not i don't know i guess he's not unhinged enough i'm not sure but if anything he should just make a show called win bradstein's money and then i would i would support him if he just did that that would be amazing him as a host of a game show might even be more ludicrous than him acting in a christian movie (laughs) like i don't know if i could stand that much bradstein i would but i'm here for it you know what hashtag make bradstein the new host of family feud that's a long hashtag but i think we could get it trending yeah well you could just come up with christian feud Put it on Pure Flix and have uh-huh. Brad Stein host. Oh, my God. Call it Family Christian, please. Yeah, Family Christian Feud. Because Feud we'll, is we'll just... We'll whisper Feud. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the crowd will scream it, and they'll go, ah, they're saying, uh, they're saying, let's go Brandon. They're not saying Feud. Yeah, they'll wave them off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, Brad Stein could wave Very me good. off any day. Oh, my God. That long hair? And- that beard? Oh, and the movie's on in the background, and I'm looking up Brad Stein stuff, and I was like, I could just go down this rabbit hole all day and not watch another second of this movie, <laughs> because he's a very interesting character. We should do a whole episode just about Brad Stein. Like, not about a movie, but just, like, do a really deep dive into Brad Stein, and then just do an episode all about him. I'm afraid of what I might find, though. Like, the way he interacts with human beings... Uh, in this movie is scary oh yeah yeah i don't want to engage with brad stein in any way shape or form and it's probably why we don't see him in any other like i'm saying david probably cut ties with him because he's too radical he's like oh you're going down a weird we don't we don't say those things out loud brad stein we think them in our hearts because we're good christians but we don't say those things out loud because people don't like when we say those things and brad Stein's like i don't care mask off whatever man i'm i'm i am who i i am who i am 
Yeah, David's telling him every day that he obviously thinks the exact same things he's trying to portray. Yeah, but he, that's not where they are at a at a as a company right now. No, like maybe Pureflix will go there eventually if the money's worth it. They will. But there, I mean, a I lot mean, of their stuff is already halfway there. Like the God's Not Dead series is is just a couple steps away from that, really. And we'll get to the we'll get to that quadrilogy soon enough. Don't you worry about that, folks. That's a that's a month. We'll do a God's Not Dead month soon. Don't even worry. It's coming. It's coming hard. But it's crazy that Brad Stein is even just too much for that. Yeah. I've been sitting here trying to remember Tommy Blaze's name for the last, like, two minutes. I've been trying, because I wanted to bring Tommy Blaze up, but I knew it was Tommy. I couldn't remember what his last name was. And then, oh, obviously the Blaze man. Like, it's just, it's been so long since we've discussed David and Tommy Blaze. Like, that's the thing. We, even before the break and everything, we we were not doing Pure Flix stuff. Or we were, we were off our rockers and off our meds, so... It's good to refresh about these people, and I think Brad Stein is a good way to get back into the Pure Flix family. Absolutely insane. And I did uh, look up uh, Tommy Blaze, and seeing his name written after, like, months of not thinking about him (laughs) hit me like a train. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, that guy exists. (laughs) And then all my memories and things I've said about him keep flooding back, and, like, holy crap. Because he's... He's written an upcoming movie that uh, we're about to discuss. Oh, uh, yeah. That he co-wrote with the person who wrote this movie. Really? And, um, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, so, keep, keep it in the family. Spoilers, but if you're, if you're a little sneaky sleuth out there, you'll you'll find out what movie we're doing next. <sighs> I and that's the closest you'll ever get. I'm so excited for next week. I cannot wait to get to I've, like Since that movie was announced, I'm just so... I'm bubbling with excitement about it. But one thing... I time, might watch it right after we're done. No, no. Save it. Don't spoil it. No, but I, like, I want to watch it a couple times right. to really get steeped into it. That's fair, Maybe yeah. do seven watch viewing. Hey, now we're talking. We'll do a, let's do a live commentary for it. Hey, yeah. I've been wanting to do live commentaries for that. Do you want to do a live? We'll talk about this off air. Maybe we yeah. should do, we should do some like uh, riff track style commentary tracks for some of these movies, I think. Yeah, maybe a TV show. <laughs> that sounds great. We'll call it, uh, I don't know. Track. Something weird like Mystery Science Theater 3000 or something like that. Yeah, Rice just some, Tracks. Yeah, Rice Tracks. There we go. Uh, this movie was directed by Helmut Schlepp, who you might know is the director of that movie where David Arquette goes to Russia to find a bride because he can't do housework in his own home. Really? Mm-hmm. Him and Tim Blake Nelson go to Russia to find brides because they, they, their mom died, left him a house, and they're like, ah, I don't want to do housework. Let's just get a Russian bride to do it. That's a great idea. You could just buy, like, humans. Yeah, of course. Sure you can. Haven't you ever watched 90 Day Fiance? That's what that show is about, buying humans. It's a human trafficking, the show on TLC. It's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, if you s- scramble the letters, it just uh, uh, says buying humans. Exactly, yeah. It says George Soros buying humans. You go, oh, my God, it's been there the whole time. And people love it. Oh, yeah. My wife loves it. She loves it to bits, and I don't... I. She tries, and I, I these shows, this these shows in true crime just never sit well with me. They always make me feel bad in my stomach. So I, I, I watch it. Yeah, well, it's the worst of humanity. Come on screen. Mm, hey, you had me at come on screen. <laughs> you had me at come on screen. <laughs> <laughs> you repeating it back on me? Oh, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> uh, boy, what a movie. Uh, I mean, like. I don't know. 
Baldwin comes back to Alaska and then is just like trying to destroy Christmas, I guess, or something, but I don't know. Yeah, he's a little beta bitch that came back to his hometown where he was bullied because he was a piece of crap. (laughs) And uh, he wants to take over the town and kick Christians out of it because he never had that life when he was a kid. No, he didn't. He was, well, no, I think he did. He was very Christian as a kid from the sounds of it in this movie. And then then he traveled the world. And like, that's one of my favorite lines in the movie when the husband, when the mayor goes talking to his wife and he goes, Geez, do you think that if if I left this podunk little buttfuck town in the middle of nowhere and traveled the world and actually met other people and saw other cultures, that I might lose my faith? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, that's what happens. That's yeah, what happens. Dude, yeah. When you explore and realize that we're all kind of similar and we're all striving <laughs> in this same world to just like live and be happy yeah regardless of religion or race or something it really puts things in perspective yeah but that's a dumb thing and ev- or and everyone's got their own thing they believe and yours yeah. isn't any more right or valid than anyone else's it's all the same in the end it's all it's nothing. all a big soup it's all chicken soup for the soul beautiful is that what that book's about yeah just just yeah. the first one the rest of them i don't yeah. know yeah. for the, dog the, the next soul? one takes a hard right turn <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. More like a chowder. Hey, ooh, yum. Chicken chowder for the <laughs> for somebody's soul. I don't know. Not yours. No, no. Is the reason why you got into reading while you were a teenager because girls were reading those books? The vampire books? No. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, but, I got into reading because of Reader's Digest, of course. Well, yeah, we all started there where yeah. they're strewn across the doctor's. Bathroom. Oh. waiting room so you look at the yucks and uh-huh. then you start reading the stories and learn about life exactly yeah it's uh <laughs> between that and my dad's collection of herman comics and garfield comics that's why i started reading hmm. that's interesting yeah was your dad into herman no he hated herman kane <laughs> that's who you're talking about right? yeah i'm talking about herman kane all of his all of his great works yeah famous republican herman kane i think about a herman comic not daily but or more often than not and it's a it's a comic it's herman whatever it's a comic it's a one panel and it's a man holding a sign that says k-e-y space p-o-u-t and the caption is herman pointing at it going it's supposed to say keep out and that lives rent free in my brain it's the only herman comic i remember but i don't know why it stays with me it's yeah i love a good pun i guess wordplay Ah, it's perfect wordplay, and probably the basis for Charlie's character not knowing how to read or spell in <laughs> It's Always Sunny. True. Did you did you do the thing I texted you about yesterday? I don't think so, no. Where I told you to say that thing out loud to see how good it is, and you didn't? You didn't? I don't think so, no. What did I say? It was something keep about... Keep out. No, it wasn't keep out. Oh, that's keep what it was. Out. I found I had some ice melter in my uh, shed, and I was just oh, looking yeah. at it, going, "Ice melter, ice melter, rotten baby, yeah." I said it in my head, and it made sense. Ice melter, good. Ice melter. <laughs> yeah, and ice melter. Ice melter, baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything leads back to Mighty Ducks or Austin Powers. I shaked a rotten baby, yeah. I shaked a run, and I heard that when I was a kid and yeah. laughed at it. Yeah, it's funny. I had funny. no idea what it meant. Well, her name was a lot of vagina. Of course you're going to shag her rotten, baby. Yeah. Rotten? 
Have you ever shaked anybody rotten? Because I have. Uh, not rotten. Like, yeah. cooled. A chilled corpse, but not rotten. They get colder when you're using friction? I would assume. I mean, I don't know how you shag someone rotten. Rotten? Well, you have to turn their insides out. And they have to bake in the sun. Oh, you need some lipstick grip. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Boots with the fur. I know what you mean. <laughs> so Stinky Baldwin's taking the Christ out of this town. Yeah. Taking he's... down signs, pushing elderly people over and telling them <laughs> to not believe in Santa Claus. No, not believe in Jesus. Yeah, that's true. He that true. His issue is that the mayor is putting up a nativity scene outside of City Hall. And rightfully, he goes, yeah, you can't do that. Like, that's, that's, you, this isn't like you have to be impartial. I don't, whatever your views are, you can't force them on the community. You can put up a Christmas display, but it can't be Jesus Christmas. It can just be Christmas Christmas. Or you put up a Jesus display and then other religions as well. Kwanzaa, the Jewish one, all the religions. Kwanzits, every type of building you want to put up. Yeah. And the mayor is I, like, you're ruining my life right now, pal. You're ruining my life. I mean, at the the heart of it, his real issue is that his arch nemesis from high school married and banged a lot his the girl that he wanted to bang a lot. Yeah, he shagged her rotten as far as I'm concerned. He shagged her rotten? The mayor? Yeah, he shagged her rotten. Hey, grabs him by the collar and... <laughs> Welcome back. By the way, that woman you loved, I shagged her rotten, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Baldwin's like, I don't know. What do you mean? It's, uh, take down that nativity scene. I really thought somebody was going to get Sergeant slaughtered this uh, <laughs> in this movie. I thought somebody was going to die. I Yeah, I thought Brad Stein was going to light Baldwin's house on fire. That's what I was. That's how I thought the movie was going to end with them burning Baldwin alive in his house and everyone gathered around singing uh, Oh Holy Night or something. Like It would have ended with a real Wicker Man ending. Yeah, Brad's, well, spoiler alert, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Wicker Man or this movie? Yeah. You did see this Wicker movie. Wicker Man. Uh, I saw this movie. Yeah. Um, I do see Brad Stein peeing on the ho burning house, like at the back, not in front of like the children or anything. No, no, not in front of the children. He's a good man, no. except for when he He's exploits his niece to like piss off Baldwin. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's not good. That's bad uncling, Brad Stein. That's you being. A That's you exploiting a minor to further your petty feud with a man. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. And well. I thought the night was beautiful. It was a beautiful winter night. Other than that, uh, I couldn't get a hold of what was happening with that angel. No. I'm trying to... I'm looking for great lines from Brad Stein in it. Like, Christmas is the only holiday in December that makes me get up and shout from the rooftops. <laughs> all right. All right, Brad Stein. What about, go ahead, make my baby? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. They never mentioned that Mary was 13. They never get into that in this movie for some reason. Odd. Super odd. It's I will never forget that fact about but a true thing. bring it up explicitly in Wish for Christmas? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, very specifically. Hey, you were her age. Like, don't put that in your movie. Hey, you see those young girls over there that are 13? Yeah. That's how old Mary was when God knocked her up. Isn't that wild? They go, the hook? What? What you? I don't want God to knock me up. Like I, I love when Brad Stein's recreating the nativity, and he goes like, 
Now, if Mary would have got knocked up in present day, she'd have been like, oh, this is a really good time for me to get knocked up because, like, my husband Joseph is going to take me in the street and stone me. And that's what, like, a modern day woman would say. But, like, Mary instead goes like, thank you, God, for this blessing. I'm so happy. And it's like, bro, you just said that her husband would murder her. And, like, and acted like that's a ridiculous thing for someone to be concerned about. You're a monster, Bradstein. I love you. His depiction of the birth of Jesus uh, during Christmas time is art. Whether oh, yeah. it's good or, like, you know, positive art, I'm not too sure. It, it's his. It's him at his most Robin Williams-esque. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's shaking his head and, like, jib-jabbing, oh, yeah. poking all these people. He's, he looks right into the camera and goes, I can do an impression of a hot dog. And you <laughs> laugh and you have fun. He's really evoking uh, Robin Williams and Jack, I feel, in that scene. Because <laughs> Bill Cosby's showing him porn. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> this is how you do it. I don't, know if I've, I don't know if that's a thing that happens in Jack, but in my mind, it's like a main thing that happens in Jack. They're up in the treehouse and Bill Cosby's showing Jack porn. That's like, that's the main thing I remember from that movie. Yeah, they're definitely going through Playboys, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we give the gift of Jesus with humility and grace. Also, we need to destroy Baldwin. <laughs> destroy. <laughs> they go so far as to go to his uh, lawyer's office in another town, I'm assuming. Like, giddily. They find out that he's fallen on hard times and, like, <laughs> that, he left, that he left the law firm that he was from and... Mayor and Brad Stein are like, let's get in our plane and fly to his office. <laughs> They're licking their chops at destroying this man's life. Yeah, these are the heroes of the movie, and they just can't wait to go gossip about Baldwin. But they get a real smack in the face of truth, and that he's a good man. Oh yeah, super funny when they get there and they're just like, Brad Stein takes his knife out, puts it on the table, and they're so excited to be there, and the guy goes, oh yeah, he was a great guy. He just like, he just... I need to know more about this investment that uh, Baldwin put all his money into that caused him to lose everything, including his job. I, I, how did that happen? Uh, in business is very fickle. You make one uh, small stroke that's incorrect, and you're, your life's ruined. I mean, and it probably was some, like, bullcrap uh, secretary that, like, effed somebody wrong. Oh, yeah. See, I fully expected that we would find out that the investment was in, like, a church or something like that, and that's why he's hating on religion so much that he feels, like, screwed by religion or something like that. But, no, just he just he's just being a jerk for no... because he's upset with himself and he's lashing out. That's all it is. Is that how you make money, is investing in churches? No, they make buku bucks, my bud. They just, like, money hand over... People just give them money every week. Poor people who can barely make make it by give money to the church. Yeah, those those aren't sad commercials at all. (laughs) What are we supposed to do? Put up a menorah? Put up a Kwanzaa? I don't even know what that symbol is. Where does it end? Uh, Probably there. Yeah, I guess so. Those are the two other holidays at the time. I don't think I saw... Like a minority, um, go on a non white. No, no, oh, what are you talking about? There was that woman on the city council, that grown woman with braces. Oh, yeah, she's put in there. She has braces, and then at one point, I think she also has a tongue ring, which is like one or the other lady. What are you doing? So, is braces an aesthetic choice now? I think people just get put them in. I think so. I think like some, some people. Uh, just have braces as an aesthetic choice. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Ish. They suck. They like don't do them for the aesthetics. They suck. I've had them. They're not fun. I I would never do anything to my nipples. <laughs> well, I would. I don't like them touched. I don't like them suckled. I certainly don't want a metal rod to go through. No. Uh, I love in this movie when William is it. It must be William Baldwin. Right? I keep wanting to say William Baldwin, so that must be which Baldwin it is. I think so. I think you're right. So when Baldwin is like, you have to take down the nativity scene, and they're like, oh, okay, fine, I guess we will. Or you can't put up the nativity scene. And also, like, yeah, we just we got to be inclusive. And they're like, ah, fine, we'll take down the Merry Christmas banner and put up a Happy Holidays banner. And Brad Stein just can't handle it. Just hates it. Like, says, even says at one point, like, he rolls into town with his inclusiveness and, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, bro, that's fine. That's okay. Why is that a bad thing? No, it's a bad thing. This little town is in its little bubble, and they love it. They love Christmas, and they love being Christian. True. And anybody coming in there and trying to open their minds is uh, effed. There's a great line where the mayor's wife is talking to him, and she goes, there's nothing wrong with being more inclusive. The banner works for everyone. And the mayor goes, well, not for me, and then storms out of the room. It's like, you're throwing a temper tantrum about a banner, which to be fair, is right on brand for this level of Christianity. Like, this type of Christianity, yeah, throwing a temper tantrum over a banner is perfect. I mean, they bugged out about Starbucks cups, and probably still are. It's it's very realistic in that the bad people, in quotes, mm -hmm. are saying very normal and, um, I don't know, open ideals and then the good guys are just screaming at them and telling them no yeah. and uh the good guys win yeah you bet they do of course they do merry christmas merry christmas yes. say it with your whole chest merry christmas to you hey merry christmas with a capital c <laughs> uh i'm just trying to look at some other notes here they shout out president donald trump even though he wasn't president at the time that was very funny that that's what I wanted to shout out is my favorite line of his was your role, Donald Trump. You got to get it in there. That's what got him elected. Probably is probably. that that snowflake rolled up into a ball. Hey, and he became hey, president. Careful. Don't be don't only there's only one snowflake and it's a bunch of libtard cucks. All right. It's not not big, strong man like Brad Stein. First of all, I, I know snowflake term uh, has gotten a bad rap, but I, I meant it as like a pure crystalline structure oh, that is American as hell. That starts at the top of a hill and then becomes a giant boulder that crushes this yeah. stupid town, yeah. Yeah. Well, the the non-Christian part of the town. Is. Yeah, of course. All I could think when the two brothers got in their airplane to fly to, like, just dance on the grave of Baldwin's life was, like, if this plane crashed, it would be such a gift to this town. To, like, to get rid of the mayor and his stupid brother? Oh, this town could thrive. Bring in the cruise ships. This town could be a big deal. Yeah, they don't do anything for this town. They just fly people around and probably put a bunch of, what do you call it, uh, when you dust a town with a bunch of chemicals to make <laughs> Chem them... Chemtrails. 
Yeah, chemtrails. They're probably doing chemtrails. Definitely doing chemtrails. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh I I do love that like when Baldwin first shows up to town, he's like, Hey, I got some ideas to like bring some money into the town and like kind of revitalize the town a little bit. One thing, there's there's cruise ships that come by here. We could just make this a stop on the cruise and like, you know, that could be a thing. And the mayor is like, absolutely not. But it's only because him and his brother have a, like a, a like a chartered uh t- like a tourist thing. And everyone calls them out on it. All the other business owners are like, no, no, this would be really good for our business, but bad for your business. But also, it would be good for their business because you're having people, tourists, on a cruise ship coming in wanting to see the area more. Maybe more of the land area, which you could fly over the mountains and show them. Yeah, why this c- is good for everybody. This is going to grease everybody's pockets. Why couldn't you just team up with the cruise line? Like, why yeah. couldn't you become a part of the thing? No, 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 no. We, we can't. Have, no, 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 no. I can't do that. Also, get a helicopter. You could probably land on the cruise ship if you had a helicopter. For real. Who cares about flying in a little single-engine prop plane? No thanks. Give me a helicopter, brah. Yeah. The more rotators, the better. That's what they call them, rotators. The rotators, yeah, yeah. And I love that... Uh, like at the end when Baldwin is like at his lowest and everyone's there like to give him money and like I don't know TVs and stuff I don't know what they're doing but he's just like how the cruise ship deal fell through like I'm so sad about that but then at the end he goes nah it didn't it's fine the cruise ship's back we're, we got, we're doing the cruise again it fell through but it didn't mm-hmm. so everything's good he should everything's gonna be great now yeah he, he, he should <laughs> Why doesn't every movie have that line? It's so good. <laughs> it's the perfect line in every movie. It just buttons and pulls everything together that you want in a movie. And it tells the audience what to think. And that's the best part of it. Now here, Let's play a fun game. You name a movie and I'll tell you where everything's going to be great now would fit into that movie. Okay. Um, I guess we talked a lot about it uh, this episode. Uh, Austin Powers 2. Austin Powers 2. Okay, yeah. so after Dr. Evil and Mini-Me, after the fight on the moon and the space station and everything, when Austin Powers is coming back to Earth, he's got uh, Felicity Shagwell with him. Ooh, that was a hard name to pull because I haven't seen the second one in a while, but Felicity Shagwell, of course, it's it's in my brain, yeah. So they're coming, back, they're coming back to Earth, and, he, and the first thing he says when he sees the beautiful blue marble is, oh, everything's going to be great now. Great. And then I, I do have another one for you. Clint Howard, of course, is like, wow, that ship looks like a giant wang or whatever. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It looks like a big wang. Everything's going to be great now. Armageddon. Oh, sure. I think this was the easy one. That's an easy one. That's uh, when Steve Buscemi is riding on the uh, nuclear bomb and he's just like, yeehaw, we're having a great time. And William Fickner goes, this is madness. He's got space dementia. And then somebody else goes, yeah, but everything's going to be great now. <laughs> for me, it. In that movie, it's when he pushes the button and murders himself and the <laughs> asteroid. And he should just be crying and say, everything's going to be great now. Boom. Yeah. And then William Fichtner looks out the window and goes, thank you, Harry. <laughs> yeah. God, Armageddon's so good. It might be the best Michael Bay movie. Get at me, movie fans. It's the it's better than... People who say The Rock is better than Armageddon are fucked. The Armageddon is so much better. It's awesome. And despite what you think of the movie, it's probably the movie where you could put the most amount of everything's going to be great now and it'll work flawlessly oh yeah like when oh actually you know you know the perfect spot for that for everything's going to be great now you know, where you put it would be perfect as well but mm-hmm. when 
all hope is lost, and they're standing on the asteroid. The the uh, gas pocket has exploded and launched their driller into space, killing the fat guy who got the mom tattoo on his shoulder. The saddest death in the movie, because he's going to live for a while in that thing before he dies. So tragic. Everyone else dies instantly. But anyway, they're all sad. Bruce Willis picks up a handful of dirt, and he's just like looking at the Earth and the asteroid, and they're all like, we're doomed. And then all of a sudden, you hear a little crackle on the radio. And Ben Affleck's voice is there, and he goes, "Hey, Harry, hey, you got you got some, hey, hey, Harry." And Harry goes, "Ben Affleck, I got five words for you. Everything's gonna be great now." And then Ben <laughs> Affleck goes, "That's six. And you go, "Well, no, it's five, but that's fine. Good to see you." And then they <laughs> they roll up in the new driller, and you see everything's gonna be great now. <laughs> That's excellent. I think both of yours are absolutely excellent. I have one more. It doesn't really qualify because the scene would have to go on a little further, like Mm. it's cut. It's uh, when he has the animal cracker and he's (laughs) going along her (laughs) belly. Sure, yeah. And like the scene is supposed to go a little, a couple minutes longer, where he like sticks his hand and the animal cracker down her skirt. Of course. And then he starts, you know. You know. Yeah, he sticks an animal cracker in her pussy, yeah. It's going to be great now. (laughs) And Steve Buscemi's watching, going like, I taught her how to put in a tampon. I I didn't (laughs) teach her. I didn't show her how. I told her how, Harry. Gross. Hey, they call him Rock Hound because he's horny, all right? Gross. (laughs) None of these guys want to pay taxes again. Ever. Uh, Yeah. Everything's going to be great now. Bear wants to stay at the White Horse. White horse? <laughs> White house. White house. Yeah. Miss writing is the best comic gag ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a movie. I think we never have to do it on the show. I think we covered it. I mean, I could probably go line for line in that whole movie. <laughs> I watched it a lot in school. Like, we watched a lot of Armageddon. It's a good one. one this year. is one order you shouldn't follow, and you fucking know it. <laughs> they bleep that out. Or, like, my teacher would be. From the back of the room, your teacher went, ah! yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that for like, you can put on the dirtiest movie, right? But as long as you yip every swear or nude scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the female lead starts taking off her dress, and you're just going, yep, yep, yep. Are you okay? Like a foghorn. Mrs. Jansen, are you okay? Yeah, Yeah, well, she gets to express herself. Mrs. Johnson, of course. Of course. (laughs) We love you, Mrs. Johnson. And kids get to watch a good movie that'll teach them a lot without seeing the bad stuff. They get to watch Armageddon. (laughs) This is one order you shouldn't follow when you know it. That's good. It's really good, yeah. God, I love Armageddon. A lot of pie made it up here tonight. All right, well, calm down, Mrs. Mayor's wife. We know there's a lot of chicks here for Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, this movie's good. <laughs> this movie's great. This movie's right up there with Armageddon. Is my favorite movies. More like Armageddon it on. Ooh, hey, that's a Def Leppard song, I think. I don't think so. Well, I think so. Uh, well... I don't know what, whatever. (laughs) Jesus wins. Baldwin says Merry Christmas. Jesus wins. 
the end. Everybody in the town gets to see how broken of a man Baldwin is by going it's into his house. So funny that the whole town shows up. He literally lives in a giant house. He had to sell all the furniture and stuff out of it because he was broke, and he sold all his grandma's antiques and everything like that. And then, so he's sleeping on a leather couch with a, like a comforter with an empty pizza box by a fireplace that has a stack of logs to next to it, but no logs in the fire. And he's just freezing cold. And it's like, start a fire. What do you burn the pizza box or something? And he's the most depressed man ever. And then the whole town shows up and goes, it's cold. Can we come in? And what he should have said was, it's literally no warmer inside. It's the same temperature inside. It's so cold <laughs> inside my house. Yeah, let's just stay out here and get a bonfire going. Yeah, let's get a stew going. And Brad Stein's like, I've already lit the house on fire. Let's just burn the house down. Then we'll be nice and warm. Why didn't they burn one single house in this movie? It's absolutely ridiculous. The fact that Brad Stein had a knife out at the lawyer's office says everything about his character. I'm going to have to go back and make sure that that is correct. Because if you, if you just saw a knife in front of him that's effed up <laughs> well it is it's a knife in front just sitting right in front of him open a switchblade but if you projected that onto that character that would be effed up oh it would be yeah but fortunately I'm not I'm telling the yeah, true truth we'll see well I guess we will see I guess we will see yep mm-hmm. hey did you know that this movie was based on a hit song I did not yeah, it's at the very end of the movie when after Baldwin agrees to help them put up the ugliest nativity scene I've ever seen, he goes. Well, well uh, famously, after these movies, once it fades to black, I dump water on myself to cool myself off from the vigorous entertainment that I just watched. So I, I didn't see anything. Oh, well, there's a, a little title card that comes up that says "Based on the hit song Christmas with a Capital C" by Go Fish, and I went. I'm pretty familiar with Christmas songs, and I've never heard of this Christmas song. And Go Fish? I mean, what a, what a band name to have an attachment to this Christian movie. I mean, I've heard of Go West, but not Go Fish. Yeah. I heard of Go Fuck Yourself, but Go <laughs> Fish? Way funnier name for the band. <laughs> Christmas with a capital C by Go Fuck Yourself. Oh, almost got a spit take out of Almost there. had a spit take. It was very close, and then I realized all the electronics around me, and that was probably not going to be a good idea. Uh, listeners, one day I will get a legitimate spit take out of Steve. Hmm. One day. It'll happen. You'll hear it, hopefully. By God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and don't worry, listeners. We're going to play that full song at the end of the episode. Who gives a shit about copyright? We're not making money off this show. We're just going to play the full songs. You'll get to hear it. But first, I need to know, Steve, what did you think of Christmas with a capital C? (laughs) Well, on a scale of zero to can Christians eat pork? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I Oh, wait. Before you answer that. I can't believe we forgot that segment. Hey, Steve, based on this movie, can Christians eat pork? We are supposed to do it at the end, and that is oh. how we're evaluating movies from now on. Oh, okay, it's on a good. scale from zero to King Christian's E-Park. What a relief. Um, I don't remember any of the dinner scenes. I didn't remember about this whole King Christian's E-Park thing <laughs> until the end of the movie. Um, but they're definitely in a town. They don't talk about pigs, so I don't know if Christians can eat pork based on this movie, so I got to give it No. Ah, not in this one. There, she does say she makes a mean stromboli, 
Ooh, but is that pork? I think specifically, that's it I could think, be. I don't know. Stromboli is like noodles and sauce, and I think it's beef though, right? It's like egg noodles and beef. I don't know. Beef, yeah. Beef and like cookies cr- are made, but that's maybe some pork fat. Yeah, maybe some lard. Yeah, yeah, some lard. <laughs> pork lard. You need lard for those cookies to grease them. But as far as I'm concerned, it's not definitive from this movie. Yeah, you know, and I, I have to agree with you. We never see anyone eat bacon or anything like that. We see someone no. eat baking, but not bacon. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, damn, what a disappointment that we still haven't found an answer to can Christians eat pork. And uh, until we do, we're just going to keep doing this show. So I guess stay tuned. Uh, you know what? I'm glad that we are saving it to the end because that is the right time to to discuss it because it is the perfect kind of wrap up for the whole thing. So yeah, and it's what we want to know out yeah. of Christianity and these movies is can Christians eat pork? And until we find out, or if we even if we do find out, um, we'll still evaluate every movie like this. Of course, yeah. Well, uh, beautiful. What a wonderful place to end things. Uh, Christmas with a capital C, 2011. What a treat. Uh, So until next time, I love you. I love you. We We love love you, please. I remember when people used to say things like Merry Christmas to each other. Everybody said Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Lowenstein. Jewish, right? You know why? Because it wasn't about a religion. It was about something as a culture we thought was so valuable that we'd all do it together, even if I disagreed with the religion behind it, because it was good for all instead of just me. But what do people say now? Happy holidays. <laughs> See, I just say happy holidays because I don't want to say Christmas because you don't believe in Christmas because I don't want to offend you. Because I... <laughs> it's called Christmas. <laughs> Shop to get myself a mocha. The lady at the counter said, Happy holidays. I said, Thanks, lady. I am pretty happy, but there's only one holiday that makes me feel that way. And it's called Christmas. What more can I say? It's about the birth of Christ, and you can't take that away. You can call it something else, but that's not what it'll be. It's called Christmas with the Song's four minutes long. Not long enough. We're gonna get judged. There's no way to avoid it. But Jesus came down to take the punishment for me. He did it for you too, so now maybe you can see why it's called Christmas. Great music for kids. Christmas. Christmas. But nobody wants to say Christmas.
That's everything else but Christmas. Why? I know why. You do too. It's because it's got Christ in it. And after 2,000 years, he's still intimidating people. You see, when a religious person says, I'm the way, people don't want to hear it. That's so demonic to you. Yeah, Bradstein is demonic. I say you got to say Merry Christmas because it is. You don't believe in it? Fine. But I, I have a flash for you. Christianity happens to be the religious heritage of my country, whether you like it or not. I just want to step in real quick here, and that's not true. That's absolutely not true. The Founding Fathers were Christians, but that's just because that's where they came from. But they set up America to be a non-secular country. They didn't set it up to be a Christian country. So just, just want to make that clear for Brad Stein. I did. So if you're not a Christian or you don't like it and you don't want Christmas celebrated, God bless you. But let me tell you something. If you think you're going to stop me from saying it because it offends you, hey, I got flies for you. Put a helmet on. <laughs> it's my country, too. It's called Christmas. What more can I say? Yeah. Christmas with the capital C.